Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. I'm trying to keep my voice down a little bit because uh, I know that uh, the, the audio when I record in the car can be harsh. Um, so I'm trying to keep my voice down, but I'm going to bring the same energy today. So I'm going to start off with a couple announcements, uh, and then I'm going to get into some content for today. Uh, the first announcement, and these are just shameless plugs, is uh, you know I kind of have an idea of where I want to head with the consulting so anybody that's listening to this that's in a financial services industry, uh, let me know. I think I have an idea of what it's going to look like. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to recruit your entire team for you. So I'm going to do everything from the first interview to the overview to the final interview. Um, I'm going to take them through your pipeline, through your pre-licensing course, uh, through the state exam, uh, background check. Uh, I'm going to take them through their AOB, getting their agent code, uh, all the way to training. Uh, and then that's when you're going to take over is uh, pretty much all you'll have to do is uh, feel train and write business. And I'm also going to provide leadership development services as well. So I'm going to recruit, manage, develop your entire pipeline into a training class. And then I'm going to take your released agents and I'm going to start developing them into next level writers and then uh, eventually field trainers and MGAs for you. Uh, so anybody listening to this that is interesting and in talking about that, uh, let me know. But I could take you right now from two to three submitters to 20 in 60 to 90 days. And if you're already at 20, I could take you to 50. You know, I've built multiple quarter million dollar a week organizations, quarter million dollar ALP a week organizations, um, a lot of which I didn't get credit for because, you know, the name of the game, you start promoting RGAs, you promote them out of your hierarchy. It's just how it goes. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. The second thing I wanted to talk about is that any men or even women, you know, <laughs> I'd be surprised if I got any, but uh, any men that are interested, I'm going to be starting a male advocacy group. Uh, basically what this group is going to do, uh, right now in the legal system. And I would love to debate any of you publicly on this, uh, if you disagree with me, but right now in the legal system, uh, the men are at a huge disadvantage, whether it's divorce or, you know, career things and allegations and blah, 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 blah. So basically what I want to do uh, is I want to provide a service for men uh, because there are none currently. And if there are, they're irrelevant. I haven't heard of them. Uh, I want to provide a service for men where essentially we would provide what a man is wrongly accused of whatever, uh, whether it's in the workplace or otherwise, or, you know, is, you know, going to, to divorce court with a whore that cheated on him and still trying to take the kids in the house. Uh, basically what we want to do uh, is we want to provide these men with legal uh, consults, you know, covering, even covering legal fees, financial help, as well as counseling uh, as well. So basically it's, uh, you know, we're going to get together a group of very powerful men um, and we're going to start to help counsel and advise men both legally and financially uh, when they run into these issues in life. Um, and it, you know, that's too many good men get taken out of the game by uh, money grubbing horse. You know what I mean? And that's just the name of the game. So that's the way it is right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, I want to start a group and it's already in the works. I've got a couple pretty big influencers that are very interested in going in on this. Uh, you know, I can't legally yet mention their names until contracts are signed and agreements and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I just want to let you guys know if you have any interest in that or have any connections or want to provide capital or insight or, you know, you get your uncle's a shark lawyer, you know, uh, let me know. I would love to, to network with some of you. All right. So that stuff is out of the way. So the cons, the consulting, let me know if you have any inter interest in that. Uh, you know, you got to, if you're not willing to invest money, you're never going to grow. If you're not willing to invest money, you're never going to grow. 
I was showing my team that, you know, I'm not in the life insurance business directly anymore, but, um, I was showing my team, my, my managers last year, I dumped a half a million dollars into my business, half a million. My business expenses were just shy of a half a million, like $480,000. So, you know, just, just, if you're not willing to spend the money, you're never going to grow. And then watch how my little brother's team grows this year because of this, they're going to explode and they already are exploding. You got to be willing to invest the money. So hit me up about the consulting and there's never going to be, if you're waiting for the right time, we're going to have to have more money and savings. Dude, go write the business. If it's going to cost you two grand a week, go write 4,000 ALP and stop being a pussy. Okay. Go out there and find a way to make it happen. I don't want to hear no excuses when the time's right. When I have more money, the time's never going to be right. And that you're never going to have more money because you're acting like a loser and you're not willing to do the work to afford it to take your game to the next level. It's that simple. And that's the kind of coaching you're going to get from me. So be careful what you wish for when you sign up. But what I want to talk about in terms of content today is, uh, you know, is to, man, I don't even know how I'm going to word this. It's kind of off the cuff. You know, there's, there's, when you're a, when you have a, <laughs> you do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. when you <laughs> cold start here, that's what I say about Brent. One of my boys, Brent is one of the biggest cold starts on the planet. He, he tries to start talking and he can't just, it takes him a while to start to formulate his ideas. But once he gets going, you can't stop him. It's hilarious. Called cold start. That was a cold start moment for me. But when you have a big heart, you also need to have a big wall. And I'm not, this isn't like guard yourself. You know how like women post those things where it's like, if you've got a big heart, you've got to guard it and blah, 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 and you protect your, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to rationally, you have to understand people for what they are. Let's put it that way. You have to understand people for what they are. And people are inherently wicked, selfish, slimy, self-serving creatures. We all are at the end of the day. And there are what I found in, in, you know, 29 years of life and eight years of business and building relationships and, you know, being very close with people is that there is maybe a fraction of a percentage of the world that's truly, that is truly just not doesn't put themselves first. And when I say a fraction of a percent, if you know a thousand people, you'd be lucky to find one. I think you would have to expand your sample size to at least 10,000 people to find one person, one out of 10,000 that is truly not self-serving, that is more interested in the well-being and welfare of others than themselves. It's literally, you know, if you believe in biology and evo well, evolution, we should all believe in biology. But if you believe in evolution, People are inherently self like self-preservation is is just an evolutionary just instinct. And then if you are a creationist like me and you believe in God, humans are inherently wicked. It says that the heart is the most wicked thing. Our heart and our minds are the most wicked things. We are inherently wicked. There's not one good person. So knowing this, you're going to find that pretty much everybody is extremely self-serving. So why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because if you're a giver, if you would like, if you had $10, it, that's it. And your buddy needed $10, but it's your last $10. I could say, and anybody that's close to me could say, if I had $10 and that's all I had to my name and my buddy needed $10 to get himself a meal, I would rather him be comfortable. I would give him that $10 and then go find a way to hustle up my own meal on my life 
not many people are like that. And maybe you listening right now, you are like that. But you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be like, put yourself in that situation. Would you really give up the ten bucks if it was your last ten bucks? Like, and if the answer to that is yes, I'm talking to you. And if the answer to that is no, I also want you to listen to this because. When I say guard yourself, I'm not saying don't do good things for people. I'm not saying don't be altruistic. I'm not saying don't be a giver. That's where people make this mistake is that, you know, they think guarding themselves means, oh, I can't be a good person to others anymore because I'm going to get taken advantage of. Yes, you're going to get taken advantage of. You're going to get taken advantage of 999 times out of 1,000, 100%. You give somebody that 10 bucks. And then two years later, that person is a millionaire and you need 10 bucks from them. They're going to tell you to go fucking pound salt. I guarantee it. That's how people are. You could give somebody your last $10 to your name and then they hit it big. And they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself. That's how it is. That's how people are. People are horrible to one another. Disgusting. I can't tell you how many times, even recently, that I've been stabbed in the back by people that I have given everything to, everything, financial support, emotional support, career support, blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around and you, you need something or even just like, don't bother me with some bullshit and boom, it starts flooding. I'm telling you right now, dude, you're going to be consistently disappointed by people. This is why we don't guard our actions necessarily in terms of being altruistic. We guard our hearts. You know, we have this saying in the life insurance industry, don't fall in love with your agents because they'll break your heart. Don't fall in love with people when you do something good for them because they're going to break your heart. Get When you go to give or do something for somebody, you need to keep your head on a swivel because you think what, what, what I used to be under the impression of was if I just treat and serve this person and do so much good for them, you know, I, I've got their loyalty. That's not how it is. Listen, let me say it this way. There's no incentive for loyalty now. Here's the thing. I was listening to this book called the uh, the King of Dogs. It's a great, great book. I was listening it to with my or to it with my wife on my way home from New York uh, a couple months ago. It's such a good book, audio book, and obviously it's printed too. But I was listening to the audio book, and at one point he said there is no incentive for loyalty. It's about a post, pretty much post apocalyptic America, and uh, which we're pretty close to. And uh, I really thought about that statement. It's kind of like, you know, if we were back in the 1800s and you and I were cattle ranchers in Montana, dude, there's nobody around for a thousand miles. You know what I mean? So if like you make milk and I have eggs, let's just keep it simple. You make milk, I have eggs. Okay. We need to, and you want eggs and I want milk. We have to have a good relationship with each other. And even if we get into disagreements, even if we don't see eye to eye, we're still going to do our best to preserve that relationship because, listen, if I want milk, I I don't have any other options other than get cows myself, and I might not be able to do that. And if you want eggs, damn it, you're going to have to suck it up if you don't like my haircut or my political views because there's nobody for a thousand miles with eggs other than me. And we don't have cars or planes or horses. Or we have horses. We don't have cars or planes. It's going to take you seven days to find eggs. Or longer, weeks, seven weeks. <laughs> you know, so we got to rely on each other. We got to have that symbiotic relationship to where I want milk, you have milk, I have eggs, you want eggs, we trade, we barter, whatever. We have to maintain that relationship even when it's not easy. This is why I imagine the divorce ratio was so low back then because if you're in a little village in, you know, Pilgrim America, 
and there's five women, and four of them are married, you got one choice. You better stick with that one woman, that fifth woman, because you're not going to have much of a choice unless you want to travel 100 miles on horseback to another town to find another woman. They're probably going to hang you for it. <laughs> like, you don't have a choice. Now, there's no incentive for loyalty because the easier option is, boom, the click of a button. Boom, the, the, a phone call. Boom, like everything right now we can have at the snap of our fingers. You're not happy with your girlfriend. You're not happy with your wife. Your husband's, it, it, you, you and your husband got into an argument. Boom, hop on social media. Jump into Snapchat. Jump into Instagram. Jump into Facebook. And boom, you got 100 guys that will entertain you right then and there. You got 100 women that will, well, some of you don't have 100 women. You don't have two, so you don't have many options, but unless you want to pay for it. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's easy options out there for people everywhere. So it's like there's no incentive for loyalty anymore when you could just go get a new one. You know what I mean? It's like it's like how like older people used to just make things last forever, sewing machines, cars, tractors. You know, now something even remotely kind of breaks, you trade it in for a new one. It's just that there's there's an abundance of everything everywhere. So there's no longer an incentive for loyalty. So you have to get that through your head that no matter how much good you do for somebody, you need to guard yourself emotionally and you need to keep your head on a swivel. I told y'all before, you can't trust anybody. It's so funny to me, especially when you're a strong person, man. It's funny to me that, you know, people find out, find out about this major life development that I just went through. And just because I'm handling it well, they think they can still ask me for favors. Like, I can't even get 24 hours. This is what it's like when you're the dog. This is, when you're, listen to me, alphas or people that think that they're alphas, but they're not, you might be someday. When you're the alpha wolf, it doesn't matter how hurt you are. It doesn't matter if you're injured. It doesn't matter if you're sick. People are still going to go to you for favors. They're still going to go to you for protection. They're still going to, like, dude, the day after this shit hit the fan, I already got people, I got people asking me for money. I got people, you know, asking me, can they help with this? Can I help with that? Can I help with this? Can I help with that? Can you give me some advice? I'm not saying this is bad, but I'm just letting you know that when you're at the top, when you are the top dog, you're going to get very little to no sympathy for people when you go through shit. That's how it is. And if you're not guarded emotionally, that's going to destroy you. Let me say that again. When you're the alpha male, when you're the top dog and you are wounded and you're hurt and you're going through something, expect no sympathy from other people. And I think what it boils down to is that people, when you have a bulletproof identity, people are always going to expect you to be bulletproof. So, man, that's why you got to stay on your mind, body, and spirit so that you can really be bulletproof. Ain't nobody seen me shed a tear yet over this. Ain't no, I didn't stop. I slept. Uh, this is the one concession I'll make. I stayed in bed the day after this all hit the fan until 11 o'clock, and then I got up. I had my morning breakfast. Well, I guess at this point it was a brunch. and went to the gym and got to work. That's the only thing I did. I slept until 11, I slept until 11 o'clock, had a depression nap one day. <laughs> that's it. But here I am pumping out podcasts, establishing connections. I'm going down to Miami to talk about, you know, for talks about some uh, business opportunities next week. A podcast coming out, content coming out. Like, dude, like you can't, you, you just, if you're going to be the best of the best, if you're going to be a dog, if you're going to be an alpha, this is the way it's got to be. Y'all got to stop feeling sorry for your damn selves. I'm telling you right now, people don't give a shit. People do not care. 
People are self-interest. They only care about themselves. And that's why they're at the back of the pack. That's why they're always number two or number three in the hierarchy. So you should be thankful. You should be thankful that you're number one. You should be thankful that stuff happens to you like this in life and everybody still comes to you because that means that you're a true dog. That means you're the true winner. That means you're the true leader. Y'all understand? I don't even know. Most of you won't even understand what I'm saying right now. I lost some of you five minutes ago. Because you'll never get it. Your brain ain't wired to be the number one. It's just the way that it is. Your brain ain't wired to be number one. So you won't understand a word I'm saying. But if you are wired to be number one, I'm telling you right now, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you and people are going to expect you to get back up with a smile on your face and keep serving and helping them and God bless them, keep doing it. But guard yourself emotionally because if you start expecting sympathy from other people, you're going you're, you're gonna to be let down. And what do we need sympathy for? Why do you need to have your emotions coddled? You know what I'm saying? Like... This whole world is fucking emotional, man. Why don't you be a dog and suck it up and get back to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I, I already said I've lost my career. I've lost my, I almost lost my fucking marriage this year. We lost a child this year. Had a miscarriage this year. I lost my business partner. Got stabbed in the back this year. I got sued fucking twice this year. Tell me what you're going through right now that you can't fucking handle. Tell me what you're going through. If I'm still sitting here smiling and going to work and going to the gym and eating right and not drinking and not fucking sitting in bed and sleeping until 12 o'clock every single fucking day, what are you worried about? What are you fucking crying about? Get your ass up and get back to work. I don't want to hear no bitching from none of you about anything if you come to me from coaching. What I'm going to ask you is what's the solution? What's the solution? Sit around playing fucking patty cake with yourself. I'm telling y'all, this is the kind of energy, this is the kind, I don't care if people don't like swearing, this is the kind of fuck you energy that you're going to get from me from here on out. And if you want to be coached by me and you want to listen to me and you want to be led by me still, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be in your face. I don't want to hear no bitching. You tell me what you dealt with in the past 12 months that makes it so you can't get up and give your best every single day. And I'll give you, you tell me what that reason is, and I'll show you the reason why you'll never be successful at the highest levels. You tell me the reason why you can't be the best version of yourself, and I'll show you the reason why you'll never achieve what you're setting out to achieve. Tell me, what do you got? You got nothing. Suck it up and go win. Let's go. No fucking patty cake today. Let's win. I'll talk to you soon.